0: You are Locked On Cardinals.
1: Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. At this time next week, we're going to know who the Arizona Cardinals have selected in the first round of the NFL Draft, barring trading out completely. I hope that doesn't happen. That would just crush my dreams And I would be in just a horrible depression unless it was like for three future firsts and maybe like multiple picks in day two or in day three. But even so, I want to be breaking down a first down prospect that is now a member of the Arizona Cardinals come this time next week. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow along on Twitter at BobRack, B O B R A C K at Clancy's Corner. And at locked on AZ cards and the content there. It's coming at you fast and furious. We've got the draft card up. You make the selection. You tell us who's going to be on that card. We've got it up. Alex, you haven't done it yet, but uh I know you're just trying to figure out you you want to make the perfect pick for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I haven't been at work since four o'clock this morning.
1: That's not the reason why. I've Caleb Farley's my pick. You're sticking with it. Caleb Farley's my pick. There's not well, another you're... pick that you want to speak into no. existence because that's how the draft dominoes fell for us in the Ultimate Mock Draft. You need to check it out, of yeah. course, wherever you find podcasts, listen on the Odyssey app. Caleb Farley, in my opinion, in your opinion, I would assume it's uh, that was the best pick for the Arizona Cardinals in well, that situation. The conversation, yeah, the
0: conversation between you and I, we texted for about 10 seconds about it. We were watching the, the picks go down and Micah Parsons was there in our mock draft, and we're, and I just say in the text, Parsons or Farley. I mean, because really, it's, it's going to be that easy. Okay, Twitter doctors, nobody knows how his back's going to translate into the NFL. Nobody knows how Trevor Lawrence's leg or arm or whatever, nobody knows about anything that's going to happen when the season starts, when they start their careers. So, ah, eh, I'm worried about his back. Is it your back? If he says he's fine, I'm good with that. Caleb Farley doesn't have to lie. He's going to be a first-round pick. All the interviews, everything. He's ready. Indy said he's been. He was cleared in Indy. Let's just look at the tape, and you tell me if that tape, if you would like to see that player in an Arizona Cardinals uniform. Let's just talk about it like that.
1: How about that? It's just because it is such a everybody. You know, you can't really relate with draft prospects, NFL players, but a lot. You know, every other person has a back issue. Everybody knows how crippling, if your back is just not in 100% tip-top shape, everybody knows that feeling. So it is, people can kind of put themselves a little bit into those shoes, but I I do caution you. I mean, think about it. Caleb Farley gets the all-clear. He is a 21-year-old specimen. Just as far as prospects go, at his position, the top prospect in this draft. Don't like. Don't let the medicals, you know, cloud that up. And and every you know everybody's got their opinion, but I completely agree with you. Let's not. Where did you get your medical degree from? That's going to be the first thing I ask you if you come at at me as far as Caleb Farley in that back issue. And, and then I, I was talking with somebody on Twitter before we popped on the mics, and, and they mentioned the Sidney Jones comp again. And Sidney Jones had an Achilles injury. We've seen so many times. I think Kevin Durant's probably the first. Like the first athlete to have that we've known that has suffered the Achilles injury the tear and is is showing that and he's not 100% he's showing he hasn't played you know a bulk of the net season this year you know Kobe Bryant was a significantly different player since his Achilles injury you just haven't seen he was
0: also 36 or something he was also much older
1: but yeah it's just one of those things that they figure out the knees Because it's been it's such a common injury, especially at the in the NFL in in football, the ACLs, the MCLs, the PCL. Like they figured out how you know, Doctor James Andrews and those guys, they've all figured it out. Seems like they figured out the elbow with the Tommy John, but the back, the Achilles, those are still things that you know, as far as medically, we're not up to snuff to where these guys can you can hundred percent say they're going to bounce back. But I'm pretty confident, just what I've read. And what I've seen from Caleb Farley, that it's worth the risk, especially at that point at 16, diagnosing the needs for the Cardinals, and especially if it's pitting up uh, your guy from from Penn State uh, and Micah Parsons or Virginia Tech's uh, Caleb Farley. You yep. did bring up the San Francisco 49ers. There is something that has happened within the last 24 hours that... Uh, it actually makes me kind of concerned about the 49ers at third overall from a Cardinal standpoint. We'll get into that. Plus, we'll get into the first episode of Flight Plan. And uh, before we do all that, we'll also get into the conversation about DeAndre Hopkins. He could be... He's kind of throwing it out there like Isaiah Simmons. A little number change, potentially. Yeah.
0: LBJ-inspired, seemingly. <laughs> uh, just one... Bu- just to put... One final button on the conversation with Caleb Farley in his back. So say the Cardinals are looking at Michael Parsons or Caleb Farley. Injury concern, off-the-field concern. Usually, the off-the-field concern isn't a tall tale. He had an issue in high school. He had an issue in college. And whatever the uh, allegations were against him with what he did at Penn State, there's it's not a rap sheet, but it's there are things that you need to pay attention to with past uh, uh, a behavioral history. If you take a guy like that, the chance of that coming to fruition in the NFL, over 50%. I mean, what are we looking at here? Like, Ruben Foster was the last guy that had off-the-field injury concerns. He didn't fi- fi- uh, finish out his rookie scale, rookie contract with San Francisco. He went to Washington. Even though he was expunged from the allegations, I believe, when he was with San Francisco, it was an issue. Would you rather pass on a guy because of behavioral concerns or pass on a guy because of injury history? At sixteen.
1: Let me say the fifty percent number is just completely out of thin air. That that there's nothing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. It's yeah. just you making an Alex Clancy educated guess. Uh but you're right. I mean, there are there are guys, Lawrence Phillips, Evantez Berfecht, who had a little bit longer career than I think a lot of people expected, but at the same token, he's out of the league he's blackballed kind of by the league they don't want to have anything to do with him at this point Pac-Man Jones the list goes on and on guys that had red flags about their character what's alleged of Micah Parsons you can he wants to he, Parsons has spoken on it and he said look it's what's alleged it happened when I was a 17 18 year old kid that's not the person who I am and and some of that's true like I did some stupid stuff but I also didn't do what Micah Parsons is alleged to have done like it's 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 not it's terrible stuff and you look at what the Arizona Cardinals are creating if if he was a third round prospect if it looked like you know a Tyron Matthew type situation then fine but the first round no i would take a guy that's probably got you know injury red flags as opposed to you know you don't want guys you don't want the next uh, who is the kid from Tennessee that they already cut bait on in the first round Defensive tackle. What was it, Isaiah? Um, what was his name? People were talking yep. about him as a as a potential target for the Cardinals, and he lasted like a day in Miami, didn't he? After they picked him up, and uh, Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 easy to rehab an injury. It's tougher to rehab your character. Some of us, you know, because. How we've been brought up, or we've got some bad habits. It's tougher to break those bad habits as far as our personality and some of uh, as, as as far as those concerns can go. It's 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 easier to rehab your back. It's easier to rehab a knee. It's tougher to rehab, you know, what's between the ears, you know. I it, that might be a little too uh, <laughs> it might be a little too poetic, but I I think that I believe in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it'll be interesting to see if on draft day. And again, if if running if wide receivers drop, I saw some speculation about running back at sixteen. Like we've we've suspended disbelief for a while that we don't trust Steve Kime. Right. We 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 suspend that for now and hope this time will be different. All you have to do is hit on one draft and people's thought process will change about you in some capacity. Corner at 16, I think that I'm pounding the table so hard on it because it's that's the biggest glaring need. Keep it simple, make it easy, make a pick, and let's move on. And I think Caleb Farley 16 will be there, and that's just the easiest choice. And let's go. I mean, even on the draft board, still on the uh the big board for the draft network, Caleb Farley's still the top corner. So if it's if it's pound for pound, no injury concerns whatsoever, Caleb Farley is the most talented corner in this draft. And if he's there at 16, and you pass on him, and he ends up being a stud. That's something that w- will burn for a long time here.
1: Yeah, I feel especially there was remember the concerns about Laramie Tunsil, and it's completely different. He got the the on draft night, yeah. he's wearing the gas, gas mask, mask, and he's yeah. taking toks of. You would just assume you don't just smoke tobacco out of those things. Probably yeah, marijuana, and right. marijuana there was a bigger stigma around it back then than there is now, but. Look at how Larry Mutunsel, like, all those concerns. He goes 13th overall, and he, he's a pretty good player in the NFL, isn't he? So, yeah. as far as all the concerns, like, oh, a back injury with Caleb Farley, there, there is a very good chance that if he falls to 16, and we don't know what the rest of the 15 other teams in this draft feel about his medicals, you know, Dallas could take a corner. Like, how do they view Caleb Farley? We know what the media and what a lot of people on on social media feel about it. Like they're they're not even gonna touch him with a ten foot pole. But if they're scouts, if they feel like he's the best corner and worth the risk, they could potentially take him. So I don't know. There is a prospect that's getting some run that's not we we debated wide receiver, we debated cornerback, you even mentioned running back. It's a different position. That is getting uh, mocked to the Arizona Cardinals. We'll tell you who. Do Alex and I like the pick potentially for the Cardinals? We'll also get into the first episode of Flight Plan and um, some takeaways from that. And also, I mentioned it, something that kind of scares me about the San Francisco 49ers going rogue at third overall that uh, could impact the Arizona Cardinals for years to come. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I was checking out on betonline.ag some of the over-unders for draft prospects and where they could potentially go. Like Alex and I selected Caleb Farley 16th overall for the Arizona Cardinals. And the over-under for Caleb Farley, if you think that's actually going to come to fruition, it's 23.5, so you could take the under and potentially win some cash. Don't take our word for it. How about the over-under for Devontae Smith, your Heisman Trophy winner? It's 11.5. You think Devontae Smith's going earlier than that? Put some money on it. BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is gearing up for the postseason. Lots of great games there. You've got the NHL, Major League Baseball in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news. Scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport and helps you gets the help from the local experts like Alex and myself. There's so many different shows that are specific to each team. And Peter, he uh he taps into them for all the insight. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out on a Friday. We, uh, less than a week now, less than a week. We will be just in knee deep. As far as draft coverage is concerned, we'll be staring down rounds two and rounds three on a Friday night. Can't wait for that. Um, there is some hype surrounding a linebacker, not from a power five school, Alex, that, uh, continues to kind of be, um, talked about with the Arizona Cardinals. It's Zavin Collins.
0: Yeah. Um, Six four two sixty. he's a mauler big out boy. of Tulsa. He's a big boy. Um, the first thing that I thought, and this is true, this is 100% true, when I was looking up Tulsa, I was like, what conference do they play in? And it's the, uh, the American, uh, right? American it's the AAC. Yeah, yeah, the AAC. And I was like, I'm just curious, because I know that Temple's in that area where Hassan Reddick went to college. I'm like, is that the AAC too? Of course, it's the AAC. So I automatically cringed, and I was like, listen, this is the Steve Kime special. This is what he loves. This would be, and I'm not comparing linebacker Zayvon Collins to linebacker Asan Reddick. I mean, he he's pretty much two Asan Reddicks. He's he's a he's a big boy, but small he's school. He's yeah.
1: He's <laughs> he's
0: girthy. It'll make Steve Kime, You know he he perks up. He's like you know what, if I make this pick and it's right. I'll be the smartest man in the room. And I always think I'm the smartest man in the room. So that will just go by the old adage of Steve Kime's smartest man in the room. There's two different schools of thought here. One at 16, I asked Trevor Sickema this morning if he thought it would be a Regent 16. He goes, he says no. The trade back scenario, you could bring Zayvon Collins into the mix, but I still believe at 16, it needs to be a corner or Devontae Smith if he's there. I don't care what other positions are there. This is the medicine the Cardinals have to take with the failed drafts and failed free agency of past.
1: Yeah, I, I just I've seen this this play out too often. You mentioned Hassan Reddick. You you know we see last year as far as Isaiah Simmons, and I still think that there's a lot of hope. You should be very optimistic about Isaiah Simmons and how he can impact games going forward. But as far as year one, I have questions on whether or not. Steve Kime and his scouting department know how to scout the linebacking position. We just haven't seen it early on. I mean, I know Reddick popped, but that was as a pass rusher, and I know there could be opportunities for Zayvon Collins to to get after the passer. He he seems like he's like we said it a bunch of times. He's a big boy, four point six seven forty. I mean, if you're talking pass rushers, I mean how fast do you need to be, but still when you're seeing the elite prospects, they're putting up faster numbers than that. I'm just not I'm not in on on Zavin Collins. Probably because of this shell shock to this, this Steve Kime PTSD that he I just I'm I i do not believe in his ability to scout that and it does fit the mold of previous busts early on in the Steve Kime draft career.
0: Well, yeah, and, and also drafting Isaiah Simmons last year. If you draft Tristan Wirts or Jetrick Wills or somebody last year, you can have this conversation. It's a crowded room. It's a crowded room with a lot of question marks running Isaiah Simmons, Jordan Hicks's ability to to, you know, maintain in the middle of the field, Marcus Golden at 30. I know you have to look towards the future for the pass rush because Chandler Jones didn't play well before he got hurt last year. So it's not like he had, you know, seven sacks in the first five weeks and then got hurt. He didn't have any sacks. So yes, you do need to look at the future at all positions. But I still think a glaring need supersedes the future at this point. If you want to win in this couple year window before Kyler Murray's rookie Murray scale contract is up,
1: yeah. In a perfect world, you know, Zayvon Collins and you bring him in, and he's got this versatility, the ability to you know slow down the run and get after the passer. And he's a former safety and quarterback in high school. He's the Nagurski winner. Um he fits in in a perfect world, and, and you just add on to what you've already brought in this offseason. You know, in the second there, you've got, you've got uh, Malcolm Butler up front. You've got uh, J.J. Watt, and you brought back Marcus Golden and Dennis Gardeck. But we don't know, like, are they going to put him in there immediately? Is he going to start? It, it seems like, you know, he's got a lot of people in front of him. I just feel like where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. You've got to find somebody that's going to get to see significant time on the field and make a big impact, and I think you're better. You're, you're, you'd find that, you know, either on the offensive side of the football or at the cornerback position. I just don't see that as, as a Zayvon Collins type guy. Even though I think, yeah, down the road you would probably be, you know, you'd be fine with the pick, and he would become, you know, a fixture on this defense. He he is a very intriguing prospect, but I just don't think the Arizona Cardinals need to be in the conversation for that. You know, I would even put, you know, a guy like of Parsons ahead of him. I would put a guy like Jalen Phillips ahead of him as far as Zayvon Collins, especially when you look at his body, like at his age to be that big and his 40 time to be what it is, you know, it's a little concerning. I mean, he's a guy he's, th- there are just types of players that even they just look at a snack table and they gain gain 10 pounds. So I'm turning into that person. You are, you are. Like, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can relate. I will say this, but while we're talking draft, I'm seeing more conversation about the 49ers potentially taking Trey Lance at third overall. And I got to be honest with you, of the three prospects that are going to be potentially there, like I know that there's the most question marks surrounding Trey Lance, but he could be the next Josh Allen. Like I think as far as upside, he could be a nightmare for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Listen, he's played 14 games. So is so is Mac Jones. 17, seven, whatever. <laughs> oh, that was Trubisky was 13 or 14. That's right. Yeah. So 17, 17, which games. I think is a fair um, comp
1: as well. I, I I I agree with the Trubisky thing too, as far as him and yeah. Trey Lance.
0: So, and he also hasn't played in almost a full season, almost two years. Yeah, he played one game last year, and it was the Trey Lance Bowl for him, and then they then they shut it down. I mean, and he didn't look good. Like you're right, the Josh Allen thing's interesting. I know they played. Same kind of, uh, same kind of conference, and they, right, and then, um,
1: I mean, Josh, Josh Allen, was, numbers. he was FBS, but he was playing right, right but, yeah,
0: yeah, right, but but Josh Allen's numbers, again, my favorite thing about Josh Allen, and I've said it once in a while, is he didn't make All Mountain West Conference, he didn't make the All Mountain West Conference team his last year in college, and he got drafted top ten, and his numbers, look at Josh Allen's numbers, he, it was like me starting at quarterback in college. Like he threw the ball 20 times. He threw around 50, he had 50% completion percentage. He had a bunch of turnovers. But yeah, Trey Lance is interesting. And it's just the thing for the Cardinals ceiling. is it's yeah. going to be a rookie quarterback early. And that's the Cardinals will at least have a leg up with that unless he comes in and he plays like Patrick Mahomes did his second year in his rookie season. The Cardinals will have a leg up on a rookie quarterback. So at least you can look at it that way. They'll have a head start in the progression of, of getting better ahead of San Francisco, you would think unless they start Jimmy Garoppolo next year and put, put the rookie in the incubator. I mean, I don't know.
1: Well, I think that that's, that's the plan. I mean, Jimmy G's on their contract. They're paying him a lot. And if you bring, if you do, if you do draft a guy, I, you draft Trey Lance and he does go more the traditional route where he sits a full season and he figures it out. The accuracy is a big thing. And I, and I, you know, it's, it's so important to be able to just hit on your throws but as far as what he offers, as far as throwing the deep important ball. It's important as a quarterback. Huh? Yeah. What? It's important as a quarterback to complete No, for passes sure. But, we, but we've also seen, like, Josh Allen's been able to figure it out. You know, it took him yeah. a little bit. His first two seasons, he had, he had big-time accuracy issues, and then he figured it out in his third season. He was the MVP candidate. Uh, that, just having that type of upside, because I feel like we know who Justin Fields is. It's just kind of the unknown that scares me a little bit. And I feel like Trey Lance, in a perfect world, Could turn into a Josh Allen type. Not saying he's going to be, and it's a big risk, especially for what they've given up. I would, you know, but when I think of, I'd love to see Mac Jones in a Niners uniform for obvious reasons because McCorkle stinks, in my opinion. I don't (laughs) think he's a first round pick. Uh, And then, but Justin Fields, I think he's kind of similar. He's just a, a mobile version of Jimmy G. Can he make the deep throws? I know that there's the the videos of him, you know, spinning away and throwing this deep ball, and that's easy to do in shorts. Kyler Murray done it in games, and he's done it to win games. So I don't know. I'll just digress. I, I just Trey Lance, you know, in the, the the future quarterback of the 49ers, I think that there's tremendous upside, and it it strikes fear in me a little a little bit more than Justin Fields even, and I think that's weird. I'm uh pretty excited that you're
0: kind of catching up with me where I've loathed 49ers fans for a long time. Your your loathsome nature towards uh, Kyle Shanahan, it, I'm impressed. Because this is all by proxy of, oh, Kyle Shanahan, he could take anybody. He can't take anybody and make him a good quarterback. Right. But Trey Lance gives him the best chance. And, yes, there's there's a link between Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Sh- Trey Lance modeled his second pro day around what Kyle Shanahan wanted to see. Right. So – We'll, we'll see what happens. Listen again; it's a rookie contract. It's a rookie quarterback going to an inner division opponent. That's good for the Cardinals for about the first year. You get a year head start, and then you'll see what you got. Taking a quarterback that high is a crapshoot, and we'll see if they hit. I mean, I'm not as low on Mac Jones as you are, but
1: we'll see. The Friday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Easy Cards at Clancy's Corner at B O B R A C K. Some takeaways from the first episode of Flight Plan. DeAndre Hopkins, could he switch numbers? Tom Brady speaks on the number thing, too. He's kind of uh, Clint Eastwood on his lawn shaking his fist at uh, <laughs> young, young hooligans driving by his house. We'll get into it. It's Locked on Cardinals. Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Built Bar. It's where healthy and tasty those worlds collide. And it's tough to decide who wins it because life gets tastier with Built Bar. You've got the coconut brownie chunk available for you, the best-tasting protein bar of all the best-tasting protein bars at Built Bar. Order yours today. Get a full box of coconut brownie chunk or get a mixed box. Try 18 different flavors. Decide which one you like best. Regardless, you're going to want to do it. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You can get 15% off your order because Built Bar's, they're delicious, covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, but they're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose, maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bar is low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in muscle-packing protein and high in fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Like I said, go to BuiltBar.com, get a mix box, or get the coconut brownie chunk, or whichever Built Bar you like the best. Use your promo code LOCK. Fifteen. That's L O C K E D one five, and you'll get fifteen percent off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCKED fifteen for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. The ultimate mock draft. It's live right now. Alex and I made our pick on Wednesday. Go check that out, and also check out the back end. Finish this one out. You gotta. You don't just start a series. And just stop binging in the middle of it. That's I don't know who you are. That's serial killer type stuff. You you have to you have to have closure. Finish out the ultimate mock draft. You can of course Speaking find English. what's going, that? Sorry, I'm just sorry. just find it wherever you find podcasts. There's, of course, the Odyssey app, an incredible collection of uh, NFL analysts. You've got Matt Williamson, Brian Peacock, the playmaker. Michael Irvin, Ross Tucker, who's fantastic. He was a late addition to the crew, and he's incredible. And, of course, you've got Jason Lockham for Brian Baldinger. Uh, just a great collection of guys breaking it down, giving you different perspectives. And, of course, then you hear guys like Alex and myself with a local perspective, kind of boots on the ground with an idea of, you know, Steve Kime's draft record versus how the team plays players in the first year and what fits best for that organization. Check it out wherever you find podcasts. Um, I checked out Flight Plan before uh, we popped the mics on this morning. It's just about 20 minutes. I think it's great. It's cool. It gives you a little inside look. It started with the J.J. J. Watt deal. J.J. Um, J. Watt, This is with, speaking of binging things, this is something I never would have thought that I would have been interested in and wanted more of, but the Arizona Cardinals defensive line coach, Princeton Buckner, breaking down film of J.J. Watt's Phenomenal it's just it's worth watching flight plan and it's early on just watch that you kind of geek out you get to see he gives you more of an idea of why to be excited about Justin James coming to the desert also it had yep. it had your guy Marcus Golden him signing his deal he bought a strawberry refresher at Starbucks i've never dabbled <laughs> didn't think that i was going to hear that order from Marcus Golder. Golden. Have you ever had it? You're an iced coffee guy. I'm an iced coffee
0: guy. Yeah, you're pretty straight. I'm the, the fruity stuff. Yeah, the <laughs> the refreshers—they're too sweet. I tried them once and I was out. Okay, I will do a an Arnold Palmer once in a while there.
1: Unsweetened iced tea.
0: Yeah, do an Arnold Palmer once in a while.
1: I've, yeah, I've done the uh, iced tea at Starbucks. It's good, and I've had an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Not too bad. Refresher. I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try it now. That Marcus, if it's good enough for Marcus Golden, it's got to be good enough for me. Uh, I like Brinson Buckner kind of calling this Arizona Cardinals defense a group of alpha males. It just kind of gets you excited that these guys are going to go out there and they're going to have that mentality. And, and I would assume, you know, a guy like J.J. Watt can kind of set the tone for that. You've got Chandler Jones, you've got Marcus Golden. Uh, it's just, it's exciting. Other than that, I mean, pretty much par for the course what to expect. I, I do know that just watching Michael Bidwell, the team owner pretty much at this point, team president, him shake hands that if you're not ready for a michael bill well handshake he could break all the bones in your hand. Like he goes in hard. He goes in you know we all know the type like if you're not ready for it if you're not ready for that sturdy handshake it's over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do know that.
1: Um <laughs> thank you <he's>, for.
0: <laughs> My, <laughs> I, like I I'm just thinking as over over the whole offseason with the the players you're mentioning and the absence of Larry Fitzgerald, and just the transitionary time in this organization. It's a trip like this could completely blow up in everybody's faces. Like, there's a chance that this 100% could, that J.J. Watt just doesn't work out, whether it be the scheme or him losing a step or whatever. Chandler Jones, or it could be one of the greatest spectacles in the state of Arizona sports ever. And we have no idea which one it's going to be. Like It may not be that polarizing. But Bo, these signings have been rudimentary. I mean, non-run-of-the-mill. Three guys over the age of thirty were the three, or four guys over the age of thirty were the four big signings, in Malcolm Butler, AJ Green, JJ Watt, and Marcus Golden. But these guys know football, and it's it, the the ability to play older than you used to be able to is obviously prevalent in in this day and age of football. I mean, look at Thomas Davis, who went through three ACL injuries, three ACL surgeries with Carolina, then with the Chargers. Um, You have guys like, uh, oh, my God, Terrell Suggs played forever. Um, James Harrison, like high-impact guys played well into their 30s. And if that's the case with these guys, you could be in a situation where the Cardinals could have this roster for a while and at a pretty team-friendly rate. Yeah, or it could be the complete opposite way. I mean, it's this is the kickoff of one
1: of the most unknown seasons for the Cardinals in recent memory. It's going to be great. I think what uh, what's important is they haven't signed any guys beyond the end of Kyler Murray's rookie scale contract. Like this yeah. is this is a two year window, and Michael Bidwell to bring him up again. He said that they were going to be bullish, and that's exactly what they've been. We didn't know what that was going to look like, but they've certainly. I think you could describe this as bullish in signing all these guys and. Uh, they, a lot of them seem like they're the exception to the rule, but could they come to, to earth? Absolutely. I think so. But you hope that the two guys, and the two guys that you think are going to make the biggest impact on both offensive and defensive line, Rodney Hudson, J.J. Watt, if they are who they we think they can be, it's going to be huge for the Arizona Cardinals to go from 8-8, eight to playoff contender, I saw somebody say they tweeted at us at Lockdown Easy Cards a couple days ago, maybe even a week ago. Said this team could be a twelve-win team or it could be a five-win team. I don't think it's that it's it's unless injuries play a role, and they certainly can. But I think the collection of talent—if they play most of the games—it's not going to be a five-win team. It's gonna—they're going to contend once again for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, there will be teams in the hunt through thirteen weeks.
1: Either they're going to be in a playoff spot or it's going to be teams in the hunt, which will
0: broaden this year with that extra game and the extra playoff spot. There's going to be eight teams in the hunt with three games to go, you would think. Um, But yeah, they're going to be there. I don't think they'll regress. Their schedule is much more difficult than it was last year. That is for sure. Um, Their talent has gotten better. Again, we'll, we'll see what they do in the draft and see if Steve Kime has any more magic and free agency before the kickoff of the 2021 season. Again, still so many question marks. We'll have more answers after next week but man I mean there's still
1: so a lot a lot to dive into with what could or could not happen coming up and on Monday we're going to get into three prospects that we realistically think can be there for the Arizona Cardinals at 16 we're going to get that from Bo myself that's me and then Alex and uh, we're going to have our final edition of Mock Draft Monday if you want to participate tweet us your mock drafts at Lockdown AZ Cards or at Clancy's Corner at B O B R A C K. either way it gets to us and we will uh We'll roast it on air. We'll be a little bit nicer than Mock Draft Twitter because that's a horrible place. Yeah. Uh, We'll be nicer. I promise that. Participate. We appreciate it. Anything that you hit us up on Twitter, we always appreciate it. Review, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Have a great weekend. This time next week, we're talking actual picks. No mocking any longer. It's going to be legit draft picks. It's Bo. It's Alex. Have a great weekend.